Tomorrow, we finally get to hear from Kirk Ferentz. It's been over a month. Will be to fire his incompetent son? We'll see. Our Locked On Hawkeyes, your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. I'm Trent Condon, and thanks for making Locked On Hawkeyes your first listen each and every day. Available wherever you get podcasts, and you can also watch us on YouTube. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and help us get in front of more Hawkeye fans. We got a lot going on here in the world of Hawkeye athletics. Tomorrow, we will hear from Kirk Ferentz. We will preview some anticipation, including the biggest question. Is there going to be a change at the offensive coordinator position. Big one for Iowa basketball tonight as they take on the second-place team in the Big Ten. That's right. It's Northwestern. How crazy is that? We'll talk about that and, of course, look forward to the weekend coming up. Thursday, Iowa women with a big matchup against Maryland and then Iowa-Minnesota in wrestling. A lot going on in the world of Hawkeye athletics. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today to get started. Well, we're getting started here on LockedOn Hawkeyes with a look at the basketball team after the great win against Rutgers on Sunday. Put 93 points up on the board in that matchup, and they cruised to the victory. Rutgers cut it to two at one point, but Iowa came roaring back. Just a nice, fun victory against a very good Rutgers team. They get the season sweep. That is great. Very well could come down to scheduling, seating, and the like going forward in the Big Ten, but Iowa still has plenty of work to do then. So the homestand continues tonight as they get ready for Northwestern. This Northwestern team, you look at them, not going to wow you. There's guys that you remember. It's not like Chris Collins went out this year with the Wildcats and completely revamped what they're doing. It is not a bunch of new guys coming in, you know, 10, 11, 12 new guys on the roster, anything like that. That's not the case. It's boo-booey. Well, we've seen Boo Booey around for a long time. This is his fourth year, a rarity. A guy that's been around in one program for four seasons, something you don't see a whole lot. Chase Adige, he's been around for a long time. This is his third year. Opened up his freshman campaign at William & Mary. Now he has been with Northwestern the last three seasons. Ty Berry, we're all talking about guards. A junior now in his third season with Northwestern. These guys have been there. You've seen Iowa Northwestern. You've seen these guys play. They've had moments. They've had good ones. But overall, they're... Same guys, but they're not veterans. And in the backcourt, that is so, so impressive what they've been able to do. In a year where they go out, Northwestern, and they lose their two bigs from a year ago. And Northwestern was okay last year. Of course, we got to see them in the Big Ten tournament just absolutely obliterated them, putting 112 up on the board. I mean, that was just about as perfect of an Iowa game on their way to the Big Ten championship as you're going to have. If you remember back to that one, Keegan had 26. 17 from Bohannon. You got a big performance, 10 and 9 out of Rabracha when he wasn't scoring a whole lot. 13 from Peyton Sanford. It's six assists from Tony Perkins. It was one of those games where it was all clicking. Iowa played at such a high level, raced out, put 64 up in the first half as they got the victory. Well, now this Northwestern team is different, even though Pete Nance is playing in the ACC. We're seeing this Northwestern team that was a year ago. Bad on the defensive end, struggled inside. Ryan Young, he's at 
Duke now, Nance is at Carolina, and yet they're better. Well, how are they better? Well, it starts on the defensive end. They're playing now at an elite level defensively. 22nd in the country in defensive efficiency. They're getting stops. They're making field goal shooting incredibly high. They're also turning teams over in that. That's a little bit concerning for this Iowa team. We've talked about the emergence that we've seen here as of late and what we've seen out of Aaron Eulis. Eulis has played at a high level. He's scoring. Cut down on the turnover Sunday against Rutgers after turning over a bunch of times against Michigan State. That needs to continue because that's what they do. But we've seen Perkins. We've seen Eulis. We've seen those turnovers go up, and not just them, but a lot of people. They're getting the hands on balls. They're making it incredibly difficult. Another thing that they do is they make you get it inside if you're going to score. So this one to me comes down to what we're going to get inside for Iowa out of Philip Robracha and then Chris Murray. This is a game matchup-wise that really should be a breakout performance from Chris Murray. We talked about him disappearing at times in the matchup against Michigan State last week. He needs to come out. This is the guy. We know he's the best player. He's the most talented player on this team. Chris Murray, this is a chance at a breakout. I think the matchups work incredibly well for him. Nicholson inside. He's a seven-footer. He's a big guy, but I also think Robracha, bring him out a little bit, you know, face, and then go at him. I think there's an opportunity here for Robracha to have a good game. If I was going to win this one, you got to slow down their guards on the defensive end, and the other way that you win this basketball game is it's going to be with your big guys. Get it going in there. Iowa got a good chance. They are favored by six and a half. Seven is the point spread out there. FanDuel currently has Iowa as a seven-point favorite in this matchup. Analytically, uh, they have this as a four-point game. So, of course, this game was supposed to be played a couple weeks back. And Northwestern wasn't able to answer the bell. They were not able to get it done. They had injuries along with the COVID pause. And because of that, they were able to move, schedule this game in a different way. So it's a little bit frustrating. I get that. I completely agree with that too. This game should have been played at that time. And now we got these three games back to back to back. You got just one game in between the turnaround from the Rutgers game. And now this one, make all the excuses you want. Let's find a way, right? You're out there, going to have to get some rehab, going to have to get treatment. Quick walkthrough, figure things out. Go out there and do what you're supposed to. Nice story. Northwestern 15 and 5, second in the Big Ten currently at 6 and 3. It's a nice story. This is not some elite team. This is not a team that you need to worry about personnel wise in comparison. Can they beat Iowa? Absolutely. There's no doubt. This Iowa team lost Eastern Illinois. They can lose to anybody, seemingly in the country. But go out there, take care of business, and then get ready for Saturday. Kind of a fun a statistical anom- anomaly, if you will. If Illinois wins their matchup against Nebraska tonight, which they should. And Iowa beats Northwestern for the third consecutive game. I will be facing the second place team in the big 10 Rutgers. When they play them on Sunday was second place tonight against Northwestern second place. And if that happens, Illinois will be in second place on Saturday. If it plays out and Oh, by the way, after that a week from Thursday, it's at Purdue. Then you get the first place team chance to make, Hey, get it done. I think there are matchups that work out incredibly well here. Get Chris going, get him shooting the ball a little bit better from the outside. But most importantly, demand the ball, want the ball, get it in the paint. He had 24, but it's kind of a quiet 24. Now, seven came at the free throw line. That's also kind of a reason for that. The bench was great for Iowa. Continue, get this win, and then we get ready for Saturday against Illinois. We'll be back with you tomorrow. 
with an instant reaction podcast will be in your feed late tonight, early morning, uh, Wednesday morning into your feed as we will react to the Iowa Northwestern game here tonight. Iowa football conversation. When we continue here on Lockdown Hawkeyes, we get to hear from Kirk Ferentz. It has been over a week since we heard from the Hawkeye head coach. We're going to hear from Kirk Ferentz tomorrow. What's he going to say? Is it going to be a firing of his son? No, unfortunately, probably not. That's as we continue here on Lockdown Hawkeyes. Today's episode of the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast is brought to you by FanDuel. This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. We're excited about our new sports betting partner for Lockdown because their number one sports book in America. It's FanDuel. If you're new to FanDuel, that's great. They have great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download the FanDuel app now, and you can bet on Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, FanDuel lets you bet on everything. From the money line, point spreads, who's going to score a touchdown in the game? I already have jumped on. I grabbed a Chiefs money line bet, got them at plus money. like to have that in my back pocket. And then we're waiting for some injury news. We'll be playing the market. We'll be playing all the fun props, the standard props, score a touchdown over under yardage totals, things like that. But it's the Super Bowl. You know, there's going to be all kinds of fun things at FanDuel. The FanDuel Sportsbook app, safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. Join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. Again, FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Trent kind of back with you again here on the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. Thanks for making Lockdown Hawkeyes your first listen each and every day. Shout out to all our new subscribers out there on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button and help us get in front of more Hawkeye fans. And of course, if you're on the podcast side, five-star reviews, always great for us as we look to get in front of as many Hawkeye fans as possible, talking Hawkeyes with you. A little bit later in the week, maybe next week, we need to have another mailbag episode. Those have been so much fun. Uh, getting to know uh, people out there, getting some of your questions that continue to bounce around your brain, and we will answer them to the best of our abilities. Well, tomorrow we will hear from Kirk Ferentz. We'll have plenty on that after the press conference. We will uh, talk a little bit about that as we actually get to hear what he says. But, no, I've got this a lot. I've had people reach out to me. What is this going to be? What are we going to hear from? Well, first remember, tomorrow is signing day in college football. Now, of course, in past years, Signing day, the February signing day, was the only signing day. But now we have that December signing day, and most everybody signs at that point. I think I've seen some crazy numbers just in terms of the amount of the top-level talent, even all the talent really in college football that signs at that time, the high schoolers that make their commitments. And for some of them, it's already getting on campus for the second semester, getting a jump, going through spring football for the first time. So you have that component of it. It's just completely different. Look, Iowa is going to officially sign one guy, it looks like tomorrow. They're just going to have one signee that's going to be a part of the class. So I, I think that's what also led to a little bit of the hope that there was going to be more here. Grant Leeper is the name. So here's the thing. They'll make it a standard signing day press conference. They'll talk about Leeper. They'll talk about maybe some of the guys that are coming in from the transfer portal. That'll be a talk. 
some of the players that didn't get maybe a whole lot of run or, or a story of beat writers looking for a story on one of the incoming freshmen. That'll be a part of it. They'll go through all that. But again, they did this just a month and a half ago with the December signing day. So there has to be more. And Kirk Ferentz has to be ready to answer the question because the signs continue to point that is going to be your number seven of Brian Ferentz as the offensive coordinator. It doesn't matter how awful he has been at his job, and it's awful. I mean, there's no way you can spin what he has done as the coordinator of this offense to anything good. It hasn't been. It has been poorly run for six years, and it has cratered. It has gone to a completely new level, a lower level, over the last two years. There is nobody in college football at any level that would survive these last two seasons unless you're the coach's son. It's simple. So Kirk Ferentz has got to be ready. He has to be ready of how he's going to answer these questions. I don't think it's going to go well for him. I think this is going to be an embarrassment. It's going to be an embarrassment on the local level. It's going to be an embarrassment at the national level because you're going to bring back baby Huey once again with another season of ineptitude. There is nothing that you can point to that say he's going to get this thing figured out. He has had three guys that have turned into be starters in the NFL on the offensive line. And what did he do? Along with a really good running back, he had them the 92nd ranked offense in the country in rush offense. That is what he has done. On average, he is 93rd in the country in total offense. He is bad at his job. You can talk about the way that Iowa plays. You can talk about that they play handcuffed, put together football. Everything needs to work together. This is how we play. It's all excuses. It's all garbage. Take away the pace that they play at. Take away what they do stylistically. Put all that aside. There are teams that play a similar similar style to Iowa. There are teams that play a similar pace to Iowa. There are teams that do the same kind of things that Iowa wants to do, and they just do it a lot better. It's an excuse, and it's garbage. And if it was anybody else other than Brian Ferentz or another member of the Ferentz family, he wouldn't be here anymore. We've seen Kirk get rid of coaches. We've seen him make moves, but he won't do it here. And this is where we come full circle again into the nepotism angle and the way that Iowa football got around it and making this absolute laughing stock of a decision that Gary Barta, the athletic director, will actually be the superior to Brian Ferentz. We know that's a joke. In fact, we know that Kirk doesn't have a boss. He runs the athletic department. He does what he wants. He has carte blanche over there. Has he earned it? We can argue the merits of that. We can get into all of those conversations. But here is the thing that is most important. Kirk is never going to fire his son. And Gary Barta doesn't have the cojones to actually do it himself either. So here we are. And we will go into year number seven, a year that we should be so optimistic. We got a quarterback that's competent. We have a quarterback in Cade McNamara that's a leader. We have excitement there. They have worked to fix the offensive line, bringing in two transfers that are going to help out a lot. We have that component. You got at least a wide receiver. You got a tight end to go along with Luke Lachey. You have all the pieces coming together. You feel excited about that. You have a schedule that sets up incredibly well. All of this is there. And there's Brian on the sidelines that in six years has never shown an ability to be even average at his job. You can't take one game. You can't look at one game and say, I'll tell you what, if you get that much time, if you are in year number six of your job, and you're performing as poorly as he is, and you're still there, hey, kudos to you. It doesn't happen in other professions. It doesn't happen in football outside of this instance. And that's why it drives me nuts. And I know we're talking in circles, and I know we go around and around and around with the same talking points, but it will not change unless 
Somebody puts on their big boy pants and makes a decision that needs to be made. And look at it. Kirk, you've had a month. I respect the hell out of you. I do. And what you've done and how you built this Iowa program. I respect you more as a football coach, as a person. This is the problem. You hire family. This is what we get into. It's frustrating, but the reality is if you're expecting something big, if you're expecting fireworks tomorrow and that it's all going to happen, I got bad news for you. Now, later today or tomorrow morning, could there be news that Brian Ferentz has been hired by an NFL team? The Patriots, obviously, always the candidate that's talked about, possibly. I got to see it to believe it. I need to take some blood pressure medication. We're going to take a quick pause here when we come back on the other side. We will talk about a little more basketball, the women's side with a big one on Thursday. Also tonight, make your way to the basketball game, but it's not just about the basketball game. It's also about honoring Chris Street. We'll talk about that and a little wrestling talk to wrap things up on Locked on Hawkeyes. Try kind of back with you one final time here on Locked On Hawkeyes. Thanks for making Locked On Hawkeyes your first listen each and every day. Locked On is heading to the Senior Bowl. Get inside analysis from the hosts that cover the NFL's next generation in college and find out which NFL draft boards these players will be climbing all in one location. Subscribe to Locked On NFL Draft for nightly live shows from the Senior Bowl tonight, tomorrow, and Thursday all at 8 o'clock. That's Locked On NFL Draft. As we wrap up here, a couple of things. News and notes, some items to get to. Be back with you after the game tonight against Northwestern. Get it done. Get the win. No excuses. Have to get wins like this. No doubt. Women's team, Thursday, Maryland. We're going to preview that one a little bit more. Take a little deeper look at Coach Freeze's team. Of course, the Cedar Rapids native over there has done an incredible job with that program overall. Maybe not quite at the highest levels we've seen out of Maryland in the past, but they're still pretty good. They're going to be aggressive. That's what they do. Iowa wrestling. We talked about the meet losing to Penn State. I walked away a little bit encouraged. Look, I was probably going to have to wrestle in March to win an NCAA title as well as they possibly can. There's plenty of years that's not the case. Not only that, they're going to have to wrestle at their highest level. Spencer Lee win a national championship and a ton of bonus points along the way. Maybe pin his way to a championship. Probably going to need another champion, be it Woods, Cassiope, who of course lost on Friday night. I'm going to have to find another guy, maybe Warner getting back to the final. Probably two champions. Maybe another guy or two in the finals. A couple other guys, not just All-American, not just 7th, 8th place in the 3rd place match, something like that. The path is there but the path is going to be difficult. And, and you're probably going to have to have somebody out of the group, Nelson Brands, maybe Seabrick, Abasad, one of those guys, not just scoring a couple of points, but making their way up to the podium as well and being All-American. It's going to be tough, but a possibility at the very least. So one thing, I was talking to a wrestling dad, a dad yesterday of a collegiate wrestler. And he grew up, basketball guy, played college basketball, and one of the things that we're talking about is a sport. I was excited about Friday night. I love wrestling. Grew up in a wrestling community. Grew up in Osage. Love wrestling. I was a terrible wrestler, but I love the sport. But there are times, and, and certainly for the casual fan, it was great that they broke the TV viewership number again for Iowa-Penn State. And there were a lot of people that were invested, a lot of people that were watching. And you, know, you can bet it, 
bet on it here in the state of Iowa. That, those are cool things, right? Those are cool things to grow the sport. And it's cool to see those numbers that are growing, people watching on TV. But there are times, even as a wrestling fan, Legion Wrestling can be so damn boring. It just, it could be like watching paint dry. Put in the legs, hook the ankle, ride them out, get riding time. You get a takedown, that's what it is. Or it's 1-1, you go to the third, and who can get a takedown? We go to overtime. There are times that that sport, it just needs more action. Now, I know I'm not alone, and I know people that know a lot more about wrestling that will tell you more about the ways to make it happen, but there has to be something. I mean, from something as kooky as making takedowns were three, you know, they added the extra back point. Now you can get four points at the collegiate level and back points, maybe getting rid of riding time. I've seen that talked about a little bit, or the only way that you can get the riding point, a riding time point is to have back points be involved. If you get back points, then you can get that point for riding time. There are a lot of ideas out there, but I will tell you and talking to my buddies that are casual fans, people that were excited for the meet, don't know wrestling at the same level that maybe some of our listeners and, and viewers out there do. You can get bored very quickly with the sport. And a sport that shouldn't be boring. A sport that shouldn't be that way. Something needs to be cleaned up just a little. Wrestling, women's basketball, men's basketball, football. Hey, we hit it all here on Locked on Hawkeyes. Again, be back with you tomorrow with the Locked on Hawkeyes Instant Reaction Podcast as we will take a look back at Iowa Northwestern tonight. Thanks again for making Lockdown Hawkeyes your first listen today. For your second listen, check out our brand new podcast. It's Lockdown College Basketball. Our experts, Isaac Shotty and Andy Patton, bring you everything you need to know on and off the floor. Plus, you can hear from all the big names in the sport, coaches, players throughout college basketball. Locked on College Basketball. It's available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Go Hawks tonight. Let's get a win beat just Northwestern, put them back out of second place and give us hope continuing to move up those boards on the bracketology. Iowa, I've seen them everywhere from a six seed all the way to a 12 seed. Just keep piling up those wins. Need to do it. Get it done tonight. Let's see those big guys play well. Defensively, Euless Perkins, you guys bring it as well. Get the victory. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Lockdown Hawkeyes.